are we there yet? Today, really excited for conversation with global leader Cisco. Cisco is a global leader in networking, in security, software, uh, collaborative technologies, uh, computing, uh, application development, and more. And really, uh, very much a leader within the world of transportation and mobility. And so, really excited for a conversation today with Wes Sylvester, Cisco's worldwide vice president of their industry solutions group. Wes, hello, and welcome to Are We There Yet? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward very, to it. Very much. Absolutely. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk today, uh, Wes. Uh, we, we've always had really, really fun conversations about transportation and mobility and just all of your exciting work and Cisco's leadership within the world of transportation mobility. So really looking forward to our conversation as well. And I've had a lot of fun just chatting with you about transportation mobility, kind of leading up to our conversation uh, today. Um, but, you know, as I shared, Wes, you and Cisco are such a leader in so many different industries. You just offer incredible products and services and technologies and as I well know are very much a leader also in the world of transportation mobility for today's audience would you mind maybe touching a little bit on some of the areas uh, that Cisco is involved in in terms of transportation mobility sure yeah no absolutely and I think it's fair to think people think wow Cisco okay that's that's the wireless or that's the WebEx system that we use for for our, our meetings at work but you know our strategy statement is to connect everything to make anything possible and we when we say everything we do mean everything uh, and I think some people are sometimes surprised to hear how involved we are in certain industries and so that's what my team does is figure out how technology applies to specific industries and so in transportation specifically we are connecting roadways to, to make them safer. We are working with auto manufacturers to talk about automatic over-the-air updates, security patches, uh, control systems, safety systems, things like that. Uh, trains, transport, trackside, monitoring, all of those things in, in that world. And then of course, how does all that play into sustainability and the impact we have on the globe? And so we've kind of got our hands in, in a lot of those places. It's just one of those things that people don't immediately think, oh, that's probably Cisco. But uh, under the covers, um, we're, we're doing a lot of the management and infrastructure for that. And it, it plays its way all the way through, as we've talked about, to the utility side, especially when you start talking about the electrification of vehicles. What does that mean for the impact on the utility grid and home management and all of those things? And so in the end, connectivity and security is the key for all of those things to be successful. So that's kind of the role we play. Yeah, a very important role. And, and I think that importance of connectivity and security, you know, nowadays is is so important. And I think that we're already starting to see, you know, some of the, um, you know, uh, advantages and some of the new things that are enabled through really our vehicles becoming more and more connected. And so set, certainly recognize what an important area that is. And uh, uh, as well, uh, Cisco's leadership, you know, within that area. I'd be curious, you know, as you mentioned that connectivity and security, um, you know, cutting-edge technologies. I'm curious if most organizations nowadays are kind of leading, you know, with these thoughts in terms of development of their vehicles and, you know, integrating technologies, working with Cisco. Is it really driving, you know, a lot of things within the industry today, or is it is it more of an, of an afterthought? Would be curious, you know, some of your insights related to that. Yeah, I think that is an ever-evolving question. I think if you would have asked me five, six years ago even, it might have been more of an afterthought. I feel like for most companies and really even cities and states, it's becoming part of the forefront. And so it's not every city and every state, but the most progressive cities that are thinking about how their transportation and mobility plans 
are going to evolve over the future? Are they putting in light rail? Are they putting in train systems? What does their mass transit look like? Is it buses? Is it something else? Uh, they're all thinking, how do we connect and manage all of this? Because the number of people to do the work just isn't really available. Um, and so having someone visit every site, if you're going to install all of these charging stations, for example, having someone visit every site just to check to see if it's working okay, isn't really a successful strategy. And we already know just historically, I think almost seven, only about 72, 75% of charging stations are online and working at any given time. And so just the idea of being able to monitor and manage things to start with, that's usually where we start, uh, whether it's a city, a state, or a business. So a lot of charging stations are showing up at businesses, but the same with the vehicles themselves. So if you think about monitoring a truck or a car or monitoring a train system, can we see it? And can we see if it's okay? And can we see if problems, never mind all of the fancy things that we're already doing with changing intersection signals to allow ambulances to get through the light system faster. That's all the cool stuff. But baseline is just, can you see it? Is it working? So we know where to send the trouble crews and where to where not to, because we don't have enough people or time to visit all of these sites at once. So baseline is just monitoring, but kind of back to your core question, are companies doing, I would say five years ago, not as much today, connectivity definitely feels at the forefront. I think sometimes people get so excited about connecting things that they sometimes forget or maybe deprioritize the security of those connections, uh, which is one thing when it's just a stagnant device, but when it's a moving car or an intersection that affects you and I and our safety, it can have a really positive effect on our safety as long as it's secure. So I think people have to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, an incredible statistic. You, you said about 75% of EV charging stations are not yet online connected as they as they need to be. Is that correct? Sorry, the flip of that. 70, yeah. 72, 72 and a half or so, I think is the, is the actual number, are operating reliably. That they're online. So that's 25%. I mean, if you think about increasing your efficiency by 25%, that's a lot. So if we could get 25% more electric charging stations online, um, you know, if you scroll social media, no matter what platform you like, and you, you know, you type in something like charging or, you know, some of the, the, the key charging companies around the country, around the world, a lot of it is, hey, charging company, I'm at your charging stations. There are five stations and only one of them is working, right? And they don't know that until someone sends that social media message or they have poor reliability or poor visibility into their con into their connections. And so the ability to manage the data that's coming off of those is almost as critical as getting the data off of them. And that's where we spend a lot of our time. It's not just plugging it in. Because if you plug in 4,000 stations and they're all sending ones and zeros back to you all at once, then you're not gonna be able to manage it. So how do you take all of that data and then filter and manage it so that someone can actually do something with it is where we spend a lot of time, a lot of the analytics. Got it, got it, yeah. Yep, turning that data into something that, that's usable, that makes a lot Useful. of sense, making sure everything's, yeah, connected and working the way that it needs to. And on top of that as well, protecting all of it through security as well is, is extremely important. And I can imagine today that when you're talking about your vehicle and charging stations and payment information and connected to social media and different things like that within just your vehicle, for example, security is super important, uh, I, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
I know that you're kind of within that regard are, are working a lot, you know, with with OEMs, for example, vehicle manufacturers, uh, you know, on increasing the connectivity of vehicles and also ensuring that security. Um, do you mind maybe sharing just just one partnership, uh, you know, with, with with an OEM, for example, maybe speaking a little bit to maybe an example of some of the work yeah. in that regard? Sure. I mean, one of the ones that's publicly out there and, and, and pretty well known at this point is the Ford partnership. And so they're one of Cisco's largest and trusted customers, never mind the vehicles themselves, right? Just in the infrastructure, the way they produce vehicles, their back office, all of those things. But, um, you know, they've, in, they've committed publicly to invest $50 billion to create this digital connected vehicle infrastructure. Um, I think by 2026 was the, was the date. And so we're working with them not only on, yes, WebEx in the vehicle. And that's part of the, oh, wow, that's super exciting, right? I might be able to, might make it easier for me. A lot of people do calls from the road, right? Nobody's trying to get you to watch TV on the road. That's not safe. But like a lot of people do calls from the road and being able to do that through the infotainment system that is built into the vehicle is super convenient. Just like you have a WebEx app on your phone or on your laptop, you could have that WebEx app in the vehicle and it's integrated. It's not this kludgy let me connect my phone and see if the connection works and is the sound right? Like it's all integrated. And so it just makes everything a lot smoother, but that's the, that's the you and me using it um, concept. In addition to that, there's the architecture around how do you manage and do over the air updates? And um, you know, we've got a, we do a lot, Never mind uh, for themselves, but with a lot of auto, manu auto manufacturers, just the cellular connectivity management, the millions and millions of SIM connections that are required to be able to do things like over-the-air updates for vehicle software. Uh, I think the stat is that by next year, uh, two out of the ten, two out of ten major manufacturers, so like twenty percent of major automotive manufacturers, will basically be doing monthly over-the-air updates. We all probably remember it wasn't that long ago when Tesla started for, for first started doing over-the-air updates, and everyone was pretty surprised by that people are now going to be doing monthly over the air updates for 20% of the cars on the road that are getting produced. And so um, that's a big, a big effort. And then um, we worked also with Ford and the city of Detroit to test some intersection safety and security. And so detecting pedestrians in an intersection, even when the light is green, sending signals to the car to be able to stop so that it doesn't hit that pedestrian, just some really creative things to help keep us all a lot safer that don't infringe on any of the freedoms that we have today, which is really, really neat. So yeah, um, yeah we're trying to make that help make this, this vision a reality with Ford. I really like that. Yeah. And, and, and that just is, is making things safer in and of itself. And not to mention, you know, a lot of the technology, um, you know, that goes behind this and, and products and, and services specifically to enhance the security of vehicles and the grid and things like that. But just, just this idea of going from having to fumble, um, you know, with your phone, with the many systems like WebEx, you know, that we're using every single day to have that integrated within the vehicle makes a lot of sense. And that just in and of itself is making things safer. So I really like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Just the basics of, making everyone's life a little more integrated and safer is yeah. is a huge value, right? It's one of the reasons I, I wake up and I'm passionate about what we do every day around the industries is because it truly does have an impact. It can have impact on big ways like saving a pedestrian's life, but then it also can have impact in small ways as in I'm driving down the freeway, my car is low on charge. Do I try and pull out my phone and open a mapping program and type in charging station or open a special app or is my vehicle connected and it can kind of detect that I'm running low and then tell me along my route where the nearest charging stations are, which ones are available, all of those things. 
yes, the ability to find those exists today through an app or something on your phone, but it's just so much easier when it's integrated. And so just helping create the APIs and the systems to have all that integrated through connectivity is, is where we get passionate. Definitely. Definitely. Speaking of that, Wes, um, you're, you're so knowledgeable about every area that, that Cisco is involved in. And uh, you, you just bring a breadth of knowledge, especially when sharing, you know, some of the products and solutions within transportation mobility specifically. And I think that that your knowledge and specifically your position within Cisco really speaks a lot, you know, to the importance uh, that Cisco plays on its role, you know, within connectivity, within security, within all these industries, um, you know. And so specifically as, as vice president, um, you know, worldwide of the industry solutions group, I think says a lot for audience members. Do you mind maybe telling us a little bit more about your position and role within Cisco and why that's really important within a lot of things that we've talked about already? Sure. So I appreciate that. Very kind words. I don't know whether I can live up to those words, but I appreciate it regardless. Um, the the role in the team is essentially to take technology and make it relevant, no matter the industry. So if we're, we've been talking a lot about transportation, I came historically, you know, I've been at Cisco for 12 years, but I came from the utility space. And the idea is people don't buy technology for technology's sake. They buy it for a reason. That's true in our homes. I buy a smart lock, not just because it's called a smart lock and I need a lock. I buy a smart lock because I want to be able to remotely unlock and lock my door. I want to be able to uh, create a code for uh, a repair person to come in one time and then have that code expire. It's for a reason. Uh, and in our personal lives, we call that a justification. In the business world, it's a business case. Like, what's the ROI? Why am I investing in this technology? And that's what my team does is... I have teams across all of the industries, retail, healthcare, financial services, uh, transportation, utilities, oil and gas, mining, manufacturing. I'm going to miss somebody and they're going to be hurt feelings. Um, we have a whole group of industry teams, 12 industries, sports, media, and entertainment, uh, hospitality. And we figure out all of the technology that we have. How can that make a difference in, in a customer's world, in a client's world? And so in the end, it always ends up affecting you and I. If you wait in a drive through and you're in that drive-through line for too long and you drive off, that's a problem for the business. It's also frustrating for you as the consumer. We have an ability to use camera and um, sensing technology to be able to detect drive-offs, count drive-offs, and then help root cause the reason for drive-offs. So whoever owns that drive-through can increase the revenue and reduce your frustration. So again, I get super passionate and excited about this part of the job because it's not just is the Wi-Fi faster or does the switch have more ports? It's how can we help change the world? How can we improve the lives of others through technology? And so that's what's super exciting about the work that my team does. Yeah, yeah. And you spend a lot of time, I've noticed too, in, in getting to know one another, Wes, that you spend a lot of time in the field working with Cisco clients, um, you know, learning about, you know, what are some of the issues, helping to develop custom solutions, um, whether that's within transportation mobility or, you know, managing a company's drive-through operations. Um, you and I, um, you know, met some time ago now um, at, at an event, um, you know, with with autonomous technologies and, and, and vehicles. And you were there, you know, in the field at that event. And I know that one time we talked and you were headed out um, to a, a, a big name, a company that we're all familiar with that, that I won't share. And you were headed out that afternoon, you know, 
know, developing some solutions, you know, working with them. So I found that just in getting to know you, that you certainly have teams throughout the world and you're working, you know, every day, um, you know, uh, within this important industry solutions group within Cisco. But I, I found too, that you spend a lot of time in the field, um, talking with clients and developing solutions through through Cisco. And I find that pretty, pretty fascinating. And uh, again, just a great example of, of how, um, you know, important your role is within the organization. So you, you, you seem to enjoy that. Spend a lot of time in the I field. I do. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I do. I mean, again, like one of the best parts of the job and part of the reason that, that our team exists is we're a center of excellence. You know, we're not thousands and thousands of people in my organization. We're a center of excellence that is designed to feed the rest of the company this knowledge. The only way we can really be on the cutting edge of what's happening in those industries is to be close to those clients and customers and to understand what their needs are and truly provide them actual business outcomes, not just technology. And so part of my team's role, yes, most of the people in my team come from an industry with decades of experience, but our job, but those industries keep changing and our job is to stay on top of those industries. So yeah, you'll see us, uh, you know, in January, we'll be at uh, NRF in New York, the National Retail Federation show. Uh, we were at InnoTrans, um, you know, talking trains and transportation. We're learning from customers what their biggest problems are and then figuring out how we can apply technology to solve those problems. So again, it goes back to the remit of, are we trying to sell technology or are we trying to solve a problem? Our goal is always to provide someone a solid ROI to solve a problem they've got. And again, like that just makes this job fun because we get to talk with customers and help them solve their problems. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I know that, you know, it, it constantly evolves, as you said, and even with decades of experience within a specific industry, it, it really and truly changes every day. I think that's, you know, very exciting, especially within transportation and mobility. These last few years have just been such an exciting ride, you know, going from kind of what we traditionally thought is automotive into kind of this new idea of mobility and it's different types of vehicles. And you and I were having a, a lot of fun just talking, you know, prior to the recording about some of the new ways to to get around the world, electric vehicles and the importance of charging stations and connectivity and, and gosh, how at, in a big picture that all fits within, you know, smart cities, uh, et cetera. So, you know, um, I'm tempted to ask an are we there yet question in terms of kind of are we there yet, you know, in terms of that, you know, future of mobility that we're working towards. But I realize, of course, it's it's ever evolving. But, um, you know, would be curious your thoughts, your your insights, your takes, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, every day getting a little bit closer to that, you know, future of kind of true mobility and connectivity and doing everything, you know, securely. Do you feel like, you know, maybe even the last couple of years we're we're moving a little bit closer to, to getting there, to getting that future? We are that, making that, so that. much progress. We are making yeah. so much progress. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. It's, it's almost like when you talk about, um, transformation, right? We work with a lot of our, our clients and, and accounts on them transforming their business. Um, if they sell a widget, would they like to sell that widget as a service to create their business model as a recurring revenue instead of a one-time sale? Like how are they transforming their business and how can technology help them transform their business? I think the same is true for this industry, right? We, it's a transformation and transformation probably doesn't have a necessary like perfect ending point. We're going to continue to transform and evolve and improve, but we've made great progress. Would I love to, to at some point be able to take a, a personal air taxi and wherever I land that personal air taxi in a major metropolis, be able to then step out of that air taxi and get on an electric scooter or bike that was specifically reserved for me or a really cool electric motorcycle like we were talking about earlier, ride that to my site and be able to leave it there 
And then when I leave that site, have a, a vehicle of some sort, whether it's a ride share or a taxi or, or some other form of, of transport, pick me up and take me to uh, an electric train station that's nearby that takes me to the airport. And it's all coordinated and all communicates with each other. So I don't have to have an airline app, a rideshare app, a bike app, uh, air taxi app. Uh, you know, uh, we're doing all of the management and integration ourselves right now. And I think the opportunity for the future is integration of all of those. Yes, there will be new technologies. We've all been amazed by the new technologies that come out, but our our inefficiency right now is in the integration of all of those technologies. And so anything we can do to connect those, just when even when the rideshare companies started to either partner with, integrate, or buy the uh, scooter and bike companies, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. One app to be able to do both of these things. It's simple things like that, but sometimes those are the hardest things because look, we're a corporate society and it's hard to to do all that integration because everybody's a standalone entity. But I think we're getting there and I think... That's where investments like that are happening with the Infrastructure Act and um, all of the investments made from the federal government, at least in the states and around the world, really, especially in mobility and transportation, are going to make a big difference because it takes some sort of investment like that to really come across the top and say, we're going to make all these roadways intelligent roadways. Therefore, anyone who has a vehicle that could run on that roadway should have the technology to integrate with it, right? It's the tie that binds. Yeah. Yeah, the tie that binds. Gosh, how, how well put. You, you've painted the picture now, Wes, and, and you've connected the dots for me because I think that within the Are We There Yet series, I, I've been so fortunate to speak with leaders, you know, with electric scooters, as you shared, and the latest in electric vehicles. Yeah. And I went down a rat hole with a couple of your episodes. I already told we, you that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm on this website. That. I'm going to try and buy yeah. this vehicle. Like, I'm all about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I love that. And I've loved to learn within the series about all of these, you know, uh, different ways. To, to move around uh, that, de that define really that future mobility. But I think you've described it so perfectly and eloquently in terms of kind of connecting all those dots that we probably are, are really there, um, you know, when everything's connected. And that idea, um, an example, I think that you've just shared, you know, in terms of just traveling somewhere and, you know, using an air taxi and arriving somewhere and jumping on that scooter that that's ready for you and just everything being very, very seamless. I think that that, that probably does define, you know, that point that, to where we've really gotten there, because as, as many of these different vehicles that are available today, um, a lot of them are not, you know, integrated. And so, you know, within travels, as, as you and I are involved in every single week, you know, you are using an app for this and an app for the airline and an app for the rental car or the ride share when you arrive there. And so kind of bringing that all together, um, largely, um, you know, uh, through through Cisco's capabilities, I think, you know, uh, maybe is that point where we, we know that we finally arrived arrived and are starting to really kind of reap the full benefits of, of, of mobility. So I love the way yeah. that well, I think that. what I think what blows my mind is the you can just keep expanding that circle, right? So mm -hmm. we talked about the mobility portion of it. But when I get to my meeting location, am I walking into an intelligent building that has an interactive map system that can tell me in this 17 floor building with a maze of floors, how to get to the conference room that I've reserved? And it knows I'm coming, therefore the climate control is adjusted for people to be in that room. But when I leave, if no one else is, is using it, we're not wasting energy and lighting and, and resources to be able to manage and control that building when no one's in it. And so 
all of the, it just starts to really snowball and you just like, it, it's obviously super exciting, but it's also a bit overwhelming because it's like, wow, the, the circle that you could draw, if you draw the circle around mobility, it's one circle. But then if you draw a circle around the, the public landscape and the interfaces and the buildings we, we interact with, it's another circle. And then you bring that home and it's another circle. And so yeah. there's no shortage of opportunity. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Very lot, lots of opportunity, more more than ever. I think in all of yeah. business, uh, certainly transportation mobility. But as you expand that circle, as you said, it's 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 really every there, uh, everywhere, and and so thankful, so thankful that Cisco and you and the Industry Solutions Group um, are are drawing those circles, are connecting those dots, are connecting everything, so that we can really get to that point, uh, which probably isn't too far uh, in the future, to where we'll all be enjoying, you know, these new methods of moving around the world and uh, everything will be really uh, easy to use because of the connectivity and the technologies, um, you know, that, uh, that, that you and your group and Cisco are, are making happen every single day. So uh, certainly thank you. Appreciate that. We're that. grateful to have the opportunity to, to be a partner with, with folks to be able to do that. And obviously yeah. we take it very seriously. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Wes, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk today. It's always a pleasure to get to speak with you. And I just especially appreciate today uh, the chance to talk with an Are We There Yet? So thanks a lot for, for uh, the, the time. Yeah. Thanks, Grant. Take care. You're welcome.